Uh, let's cross to America in the meantime and talk to Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. Hello, Simon. Evening, Nick. Well, the Supreme Court have been busy this week, haven't they? They've, um, they're, they're keen on uh, everybody having a gun and they're also keen on everybody uh, staying alive. That seems to be a contradiction. It does indeed seem to be a contradiction, but I think you're absolutely right to point out that it's not just the abortion decision on Friday uh, that raised so many eyebrows here. Uh, striking as it was, the Supreme Court, of course, uh, basically consigning Roe versus Wade, that 1973 landmark decision that has kept abortion legal across the country for the last 50 years to the ash heap of history. That was just just the latest in a long week of decisions coming out of this Supreme Court that showed us all how determined the Republican majority on the court is to steer America to the right and leave it there potentially for decades to come. So in that case uh, concerning handguns in New York, they overturned a law that had been on the statute books in New York since 1905 uh, that essentially said not everyone in New York gets a permit to conceal carry a handgun, even as people in New York are still mourning the 10 victims who died in that racially motivated attack on a supermarket in Buffalo last month, the Supreme Court said, too bad, anyone in New York who wants to apply for a concealed carry permit should be considered for one and should be able to get one. Uh, a dramatic uh, lowering of gun control laws uh, in that state. Uh, there were other issues on which the court ruled last week, uh, including suggesting that religious schools in the United States should not necessarily always be denied public funding. Now, that goes to the heart uh, of America's storied separation of church and state enshrined in the Bill of Rights but not per se in the Constitution and raises questions about the Christian uh, theocracy that some members of this court seem to favour the United States uh, becoming. Uh, there was also a ruling on Miranda rights. Anyone who's ever watched a Hollywood crime blockbuster will know that's the point when the suspect is arrested and the cop says, you have the right to remain silent and reads him his rights before taking him off for questioning, well, this Supreme Court says that criminal suspects uh, no longer are able to sue police if police fail to read them their Miranda rights, making you kind of wonder why police would continue bothering to read anyone Miranda rights. So this, uh, leading up to that abortion decision on Friday, uh, points to a really radical reshaping of the country, and they have the power to do it, because there are six Republican-appointed justices on the court, three of them, of course, uh, appointed by uh, Donald Trump. Uh, fate uh, allowed him to put three on the bench. There are, uh, there are only three Democrat-appointed justices on the bench and no sign of anybody leaving any time soon. So, uh, you know, much as, as Democrats and particularly, of course, abortion rights activists now are furious about what happened last week, they're frankly pretty powerless to do very much about it. And they haven't stopped because uh, the Justice Clarence Thomas a conservative justice on the Supreme Court, he said that, um, well, they've got a ways to go yet. They are going to be looking at um, c contraception, same-sex marriage and gay rights. 
And what's so amazing about this is that Clarence Thomas has been famous for never saying anything. He was nominated to the court by President George H.W. Bush back in 1991, uh, an African-American conservative who has largely never been heard from uh, during cases. He rarely ever asks a question when uh, evidence is being discussed. Uh, he has been remarkably tacit, far more so than any other Supreme Court justice in history. And yet suddenly, now there's this 6-3 Republican tilt on the court, he's got a lot to say. So he wrote this concurrent opinion supporting the majority as they overturned Roe versus Wade on Friday, but it's essentially uh, his own personal viewpoint that sits alongside uh, that ruling, in which he said, OK, guys, now we've done away with the legal right to abortion in the United States, we now need to look at a whole, other, a whole load of other precedents. And I suggest we start with the legal right to contraception the legal right uh, to gay sex and the legal right to same-sex marriage. And then, when we've done that, we should look at a whole host of other issues that are covered by these precedents. Uh, I mean, this is a an absolutely extraordinary uh, turn by Clarence Thomas personally that suggests that uh, he is absolutely feeling sufficiently emboldened. I mean, this concurrent opinion uh, does not mince words. We have a duty to correct the error he claimed about some of those protections that are in place, uh, privacy protections that are in place towards the legal right to contraception and the other, uh, the other things that he mentioned. And he talks about demonstrably erroneous rulings that he and he thinks his fellow members uh, of uh, the bench from the Republican side uh, now need to uh, come to grips with, clearly because uh, he believes that the country has been taken down some dangerous, permissive path over the last 30 or 40 years, and it's his mission to, to halt that in its tracks. It seems less Christian, more Taliban. I mean, they've gone total loon, Looney Tunes dingling, haven't they? Well, there's no question that they increasingly look like they are absolutely delivering on what President Donald Trump promised Republican voters that his Supreme Court picks would embrace. Um, and there is anger on Capitol Hill in some parts of the Republican Party with a couple of senators arguing that they believe that they were lied to by some of these selections uh, when they asked them if Roe versus Wade was going to be safe in their hands and they kind of uh, gave the usual very, very loose commitment to honouring precedent. And then, of course, what are we? Just a matter of months later, they've started dismantling these precedents. It's not clear there's any uh, kind uh, of reprisal that can be taken against them for that. Uh, and Donald Trump, of course, moved rapidly to own the Supreme Court decision on abortion, even though he himself in his past life <laughs> was absolutely pro-choice. But he sees this first of all, as a, a clarion signal that he can send to Republican voters and his supporters across the country, that I'm the guy who achieved for you what the Republican Party has been striving to achieve since the late 1970s, early 1980s. But he also
also unquestionably saw it as his get-out-of-jail-free card to avoid further discussion about the other story of the week last week, which dominated here, and that was the devastating evidence laid against him concerning the deadly uprising on Capitol Hill January the 6th of last year uh, mm. by his conspiracy theory supporters. We heard extraordinary things in the select committee. Can I just... Uh, can I just can, representatives. I, can, yeah. can we talk about that in a minute? And I just want to um, clear up some things about this uh, abortion uh, ruling. Uh, first, how popular is it in America? Because it occurs to me that, uh, you know, people might, people on the right might be cheering the thought of it, mm. but when it actually comes down to it, they might actually think, oh, well, that does rather, women might be thinking, that does rather restrict my ability to have sex when I want, rather than in the confines of a marriage, which seems to be what this, to, to me, to me, what mm. this is all about. It's, mm. it's taking away... Uh, is sort of correcting the, uh, the the liberation that women had in the 1960s when the pill came out and they could have sex for fun. It seems like it's, uh, oh, well, we don't want that because um, it makes men feel uncomfortable and they'd rather the woman was chained to the sink and making them dinner and will have sex to have babies and that's the end of it. You, you, you won't actually have any fun while you're doing it. <laughs> that's right out because that's not what Jesus wants. And so once they get it, almost like a dog chasing a car then they would be like, oh, well, what do we do now? So might this actually play into the Democrats' hands and increase their support as people become more and more appalled at these, uh, what they had thought were, uh, you know, inalienable, inna in inalienable, you say it, <laughs> inalienable rights. You got it. <laughs> um, uh, and now they've been taken away. They thought they were, we're, we're always going to have these things, and now they've been taken away. The, the Democrats might actually benefit from this. Yeah, well, the Democrats are certainly hoping they're going to benefit from it, and uh, President Biden immediately, when he reacted on Friday, said to uh, Democrat supporters across the country that this November, Roe versus Wade and some of these other privacy issues, they're going to be on the ballot in these midterm elections, and if you want these protections put back into place, you need to get behind Democratic candidates in House and Senate races all over the country in order to deliver the Democrats the kind of thumping majority that they uh, would need in order to try and enshrine some of these protections into federal law. I mean, there is no question that if you look at the polling, uh, a majority of Americans, six in ten, uh, did not favour uh, getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Now, that does not translate into a majority of Americans saying that they want abortion available on demand without any restrictions uh, any time. I mean, when you dig into the numbers, uh, most Americans do favour a series of restrictions on abortion, but they do want it being kept legal. Yeah, but uh, then, then you get into the contraception thing, and then yeah. that, that's something else entirely, isn't it? I mean, that really is... Um, religious fundamentalism. I mean, that's just off the scale. Yeah, no question about that. And I think it is, it is just worth pointing out that the lone voice uh, currently saying that the court should go after contraception is Justice Clarence Thomas. Some of the other Republicans on the bench uh, do not seem similarly minded. So we'll have to see whether that idea actually advances and catches fire. I mean, Donald Trump was said privately last week to have told members of his inner circle that he thought this abortion decision by the Supreme Court was going to damage Republicans. 
Um, and you could certainly see that it might damage Republican candidates, uh, particularly in some of the suburbs in the battleground states where the votes of women are particularly important. And there are some Republican candidates in those battleground states who can see that that's a potential problem. And so they don't want to go near this Supreme Court uh, decision with a 10-foot pole beyond making the point that the court hasn't outlawed abortion. It has simply said that each individual state can, if it wants to, outlaw abortion. So they're trying to thread the needle there. Yeah, it's the ones in the middle, isn't it? It's basically the poor states. They've gone um, full on with this. The the coasts, which are, you know, the more left-leaning, where the money is, they are um, they're going to keep uh, abortion legal, but the way the way around that um, at least the Republicans in Texas have found to stop people from crossing the border from Texas into uh, where would they go Arizona mm-hmm. um, is to make it a, a make citizens able to sue people crossing the border and to sue the driver if they get into a cab they could sue the driver for enabling somebody to go and get an abortion correct that is within texas at the moment but they absolutely uh, are considering uh, trying to restrict freedom of movement across state lines in order to get an abortion now president biden was explicit about this on friday and said that the federal government will not stand for any kind of restriction on movement but of course you could do what the state of texas has done within its own borders and that is empower people to take out civil lawsuits against transportation companies for example that ferry people across state lines and all of this will create a whole raft of new legal cases that will end up uh, potentially going before the supreme court for adjudication the other big question that is uh, widely being discussed here suddenly is are these states going to make efforts to try and restrict the availability of abortion pills Mm. because there are medications out there that you can pop in an envelope and send to you know send to your niece down in texas and um, I mean, how, how, what, what efforts can the authorities possibly make to prevent that transaction from happening? And then, uh, if if the the young woman reports a, a miscarriage, uh, we're already seeing miscarriages being very heavily investigated in some of these states amid suspicions that some of them may have been efforts to uh, end a pregnancy. So this is going to get really ugly really quickly. And yeah. it, 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 just one last point. I mean, the White House press secretary on Saturday conceded that the nightmare scenario of this great migration of, you know, Bible Belt loving Republicans all heading to the southern states where abortion is outlawed and freedom loving Democrats who support abortion rights heading to northern states where they can find a a, a warmer welcome, uh, more uh, reminiscent of their own personal political viewpoints. That great migration is no longer a hypothetical question, according uh, to the White House press secretary, and that is potentially the beginning of the end of a unitary United States of America. Yeah, and companies are going to do that too. I mean, yes. uh, you know, some of the biggest companies in America have already come out in support of um, women's right to yes, absolutely. Uh, abortion. And if they up sticks from the poorer states and go and relocate in the states, the Democrat states, which are already wealthier, then, um, well, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have two countries. 
Yes. Uh, just when you thought the crazy had left the building, <laughs> speaking of which, Donald Trump. Can you just um, sum up what's happened this week with Donald Trump in a couple yeah, of minutes? Well, I mean, before the Supreme Court ruling on Friday, it very much looked like uh, he was entering pretty dangerous straits. I mean, we saw one of his top associates, a man that we heard uh, in last week's hearings, he was grooming and thinking of appointing as acting attorney general, uh, Jeffrey Clark. His home was raided by the FBI on Wednesday. They took away all his electronic devices while he stood on the pavement watching on in his pyjamas. And then we heard the devastating uh, evidence that Donald Trump had essentially tried to place him at the head of the Justice Department, essentially to overturn the outcome of America's election because he wasn't succeeding in making his case in court that the election had been fraudulent. And uh, the president was told by senior figures in the Department of Justice who testified last week that had Mr. Clark been appointed as acting attorney general, the entire leadership of the Department of Justice would immediately resign. And so the appointment never took place, but it absolutely demonstrated the the uh, lengths to which Donald Trump was prepared to go to try and halt Joe Biden's election victory. And you've got to wonder the extent to which the Department of Justice is looking at a possible criminal indictment of Donald Trump later this year. I think the country you're in has completely lost its Absolutely mind. Absolutely bananas. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Simon. <laughs> Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. Uh, back after the break to uh, your thoughts about the possibility of new law. Well, it's not a possibility. It's coming in next week. The new law about the... Uh, Ability of judges now to give you life in prison if you take a life on the road. 0345 6060 973 LBC. Coming up at one on LBC, Darren Adam. David Lammy says a serious party of government doesn't join picket lines and that he opposes forthcoming walkouts by Heathrow BA staff. How supportive of strikes should Labour be? Darren Adam on LBC.